What's up everybody, it's Eddie Sanchez of The Bad Promoter coming at you on a Thursday. We have a lot of good stuff to talk about in heavyweight boxing, but as always, the drink of the day is a shot of tequila. You know, I'm not really trying to drink right now, um, well at least not yet, probably later tonight, but I do it for y'all, you know. Anyway, so we recently had that Anthony Joshua versus Alexander Usyk fight, and it was awesome, man. A uh, great, great display. I was impressed by both of these men. Both of them really represented why they are who they are in terms of being like one of the top three or four boxers uh, in the division. Of course, Usyk, arguably number one or number two, depending on where you rate him with Fury. And Joshua, you know, three or four, whether you, wherever you rate him with uh, Wilder. But anyway... On that fight specifically, Anthony Joshua, I feel like he recovered well from his first, uh, the first bout with Usyk. Um, you know, he really changed up his game plan a little bit, was attacking the body a little more. You could really see him putting in the effort uh, from, uh, you know, his new training with Garcia. And uh, in my opinion, he performed admirably. And, uh, you know, in many of the rounds, I felt like he either won or is very closely contested. Um, at the end of the day, though, Usyk was, is just a master boxer. And uh, in my opinion, his lateral movement, his head movement, and uh, the way he fires off combinations while off balance, like it was just a little too much for, for Anthony Joshua. You know, Joshua swarmed him. Um, you know, he did a good job of trying to enforce his will, but at the end of the day, he was just frustrated by the, you know, skill difference. Usyk was just far more advanced in terms of his technical boxing ability and you almost get a sense that with Joshua if his physical nature isn't getting him uh you know reaping benefits right away he kind of second guesses himself um almost as if he's someone who you know just doesn't have that you know tried and true boxing ability and is just going off secondhand nature which you know yeah he may have started later on um in life compared to some other people like you know the Usyk's, the Golovkin's, the Mayweather's you know the Canelo's of the world you know he started out later on um compared to those guys but at the end of the day he he has a pretty nice amateur background um not the lengthiest but in terms of quality very quality and uh yeah, I don't know. It's just, I don't want to say disappointing, but uh, it just is what it is. Usyk is better, and uh, he clearly represented that. And, you know, we move on from here. If anything, from this bout, we just really know that we need Tyson Fury versus Alexander Usyk for the undisputed heavyweight championship of the world. It's necessary for both of their legacies. Fury is trying to make a lot of noise, uh, talking about uh, where he ranks historically, you know, comparing him to the greats like the Ali's, the Mike Tyson's, you know, go on down the list of the countless heavyweights throughout history that, uh, you know, are often glorified. Um, he's putting himself up there and, you know, he has the ability and the size and, you know, the skills when it comes down to it to you know make a strong argument but if you don't end up fighting someone like Usyk who is easily the the brightest challenger that he could possibly face from this era then that's going to be a mark on his legacy going forward for historians so you know that fight's obviously necessary for him on Usyk's side of things you know he would have the opportunity to be one of those boxers like an Evander Holyfield where you know you're a cruiserweight champion come up become heavyweight champion and dominate there 
And so far, he's done well at uh, asserting himself against Anthony Joshua. And uh, if he's able to parlay that into winning the Undisputed Crown against Fury, then, yeah, that's going to be awesome. At the end of the day, there's just too much money, too much potential for accolades and, you know, historical significance for this fight not to happen. And, uh, you know, I really hope both men can, you know, work with their promoters, work with the site venues, just really just get down to it and sign that contract and get this bout going because we need it, you know. And uh, at the top of the division, obviously, like, really strong, but there's, you know, people out there that are contenders that, you know, could really set us up for a nice little round robin of some sorts. We have Andy Ruiz versus Luis Ortiz as a part one of a WBC title eliminator uh, this weekend. That's going to be a great fight. I'm looking forward to it. Luis Ortiz, he's up there in age, but he still has that boxing ability. He has that brute strength. And, uh, you know, he's hungry. He wants to prove that uh, he's at this level. And, um, you know, he's he's going to take every opportunity to defeat Andrew Ruiz that he can possibly come across. Ruiz, on the other hand, is trying to get back into those, uh, I don't want to say commitment, but get back into feeling himself as a potential champion. Um, you know, he was champion in the past when he defeated Anthony Joshua, but came back out of shape, got outclassed, and uh, since then has been trying to, you know, rehab his image a little bit, work on his body some, and, uh, you know, based on what I've been seeing, some of these videos, some of these pictures, he looks like he's in the best shape of his life, and I'm looking forward to this bout. It's going to be really exciting. Of course, this is going to be the WBC Title Eliminator Part 1, but it's also going to be a nice showing from uh, PBC Boxing. Speaking of PBC Boxing, the Part 2 of the Title Eliminator, we have uh, Deontay Wilder versus Hellenius, and uh, you know this is going to be a great fight. Going into this fight, a lot of talk is about Wilder, of course, because he's very popular. He was former champion and, uh, you know, contemplated retiring. The fact that he's not retiring, he's going to fight this fight and, you know, set himself up nicely to have an opportunity to fight for the belt again. There's a lot of excitement going into it. Of course, uh, you know, it should be tough. Uh, you know, Hellenius, he, he had a nice surprise victory against, uh, well, two victories, actually against Kaunaki and uh, you know he's trying to keep up that momentum and you know keep it going to have a, a title opportunity himself you know this fight is really exciting it's going to happen actually in Brooklyn and I'm actually going to be attending this fight with my family so it's going to be really fun we're all looking forward to it man in terms of the possible outcomes for this fight of course to make it a full title eliminator the winner of Andrew Ruiz versus Luis Ortiz and the winner of Deontay Wilder versus Hellenius which obviously I'm hoping is Wilder that would be an obvious next step for Wilder following this fight Anthony Joshua who we were mentioning earlier is also a possibility of course that's someone who was you know ideally supposed to be an opponent maybe two three years ago but, of course, that never happened due to the politics of boxing, you know, issues with the contract, the promoter, potential TV network, location. All those things got in the way. We never saw that fight. And, you know, this could be an opportunity to remedy that and get that bout on the books. You know, Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder are both in the rehabbing image stage of their career. So this would be something of the sorts of a crossroads bout. The winner gets an opportunity to enhance their career and get another title shot the loser honestly is on the way out to put it blunt 
So that's going to be something that is also another possibility. And I would say if that is on the table, I would honestly think that Wilder would choose that over the WBC Eliminator with Andrew Ruiz and Luis Ortiz. And my hunch is that given where both are um, in terms of popularity, in terms of marketability and status and skill, I have no doubt in my mind that whoever is victorious would get an opportunity to fight for the title, even though it wouldn't be a direct title eliminator. Of course, boxing's weird, so um, I'm sure a sanctioning body or two would name it a title eliminator if it gets signed, but going ahead into it, it wouldn't be announced as one, whereas the WBC is setting out a two-stage title eliminator for the next WBC champion. That's not the case in any of the other sanctioning bodies, but I think if Anthony, like I said, I think if Anthony Joshua is on the table, he's taking that. Finally, the third possibility would be uh, the winner versus Fury and Usyk. The only way that would happen, though, is if uh, both of those men go into the fight without a rematch clause. Um, most fights have one, um, or rather, most fights of that caliber have one, so I don't really see that as a true possibility, but... You know, it is a possibility just given that Tyson Fury has talked about retirement for a while. So it could be possible that he's like, look, I just want one fight, get this shit over with, and that's it. And then after that, you know, he could change his mind for the, you know, third time and uh, see uh, a victorious Deontay Wilder or a victorious Anthony Joshua or a victorious Andrew Ruiz and be like, you know what? Let's just get one more cash out bout in America and let's let's go on from there. So that's that's the third possibility. Regardless of what we get, I'm just excited for Deontay Wilder's next fight and I hope that he puts out a performance that can further his career and you know we we get to talk about these fights and, and eventually get to watch them. So, you know, we got a lot of good stuff happening in heavyweight boxing and I'm excited, man. Now on to Canelo versus Triple G. Of course, got to talk about this again, as always. Um, Need a strong showing from Canelo for his legacy. You know, this is a trilogy bout. This is someone he truly hates. It's likewise from Golovkin as well. But he really needs this for his confidence, man, because he got beat pretty soundly by Dimitri Bivol, who also signed uh, for his next bout, by the way, against Gilberto Ramirez. A little more about that in a minute. But... We need Canelo to be victorious so that way he can move forward with his career, you know, get everything out of sight, out of mind, and, you know, go for history. Do what he wants to do, set himself up, and uh, move forward with those big money bouts against these very talented fighters and just truly challenge himself and continue to do so. Of course, like as we were just talking, Dimitri Bivol signed up with Gilberto Ramirez. That's going to be a great fight. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it, man. Ramirez is a very strong, very long, and very talented fighter. And I think that's going to be a really, really great fight. In my heart of hearts, I'm hoping that Dimitri Bivol is victorious. Because I do want to see a rematch versus Canelo Alvarez. I think Canelo will go in there much smarter than the first bout. And, you know, just work with his bread and butter and not try to do things too differently. And, uh, you know, I just want to see him challenge, man. Like, I'm okay with... Uh, my favorite fighters losing, you know, just as I am with with any other sport. Your team's going to lose. You know, I don't want to see someone go out there and take easy fights just to, in the name of victory. 
yeah, that's fun, and you know, I'll enjoy their career. But there's always going to be those questions at the end of the day, and uh, I would love for the opportunity to see Canelo be victorious, um, and then move forward from there within the division. Also within the division, that also that helps uh, the potential for a Canelo versus Bivol rematch in the near future. Arthur Betterbeef is hurt, so that fight isn't going to be something that's immediate. And when I say that fight, I mean better be versus uh, Bivol or if Gilberto Ramirez is victorious uh, himself uh, for the undisputed light heavyweight championship. Since better be is hurt, he's probably going to take a softer punch. He was originally scheduled to fight Anthony Yardy and, of course, is hurt now. So he'll probably be out for a couple months, resign that fight, and uh, we'll have this discussion, I'd say, nine months later from now for a potential uh, undisputed bout which you know bodes well for canelo if he is victorious or bivol um both both of them would get a nice payday really set themselves up for that uh undisputed crown of course there's uh you know some fights in between but you know those are things to look forward to in the little distant future you know on a somewhat random note uh compared to what i've been talking about which is heavyweight and light heavyweight boxing um, what's up with Jamal Charlo, man? I haven't heard his name in a minute. Uh, I have no idea who he intends on fighting. Of course, we're going to get Caleb Plant and Anthony Durrell fighting on the undercard for Deontay Wilder. So obviously, that's not going to be his opponent. Um, I just haven't heard any news. And it's kind of disappointing, just given where he's ranked within uh, his weight class and where he is in terms of status. The fact that he doesn't have anything lined up and, you know, it's been, I guess, the tale of his career, just how he navigates very slowly and methodically in terms of, you know, who he signed on to fight, how soon he's going to step back in the ring, you know, how light of jumps he takes in terms of uh, respective competition. It's a little disappointing and you would think at this stage of his career, just given where, you know, obviously where he's at. What his brother has accomplished, which is the undisputed junior middleweight championship, and uh, you know where his peers are, like a Triple G on his way out and a Canelo Alvarez, uh, looking for high marquee opponents. You would think he would set himself up a little nicer to, you know, get a nice big money fight, really challenge himself and put him in the airwaves to get those big huge money fights. I know one thing that everyone would want would be a fight with uh, David Benavides. Don't really know what's up on that front. I guess uh, that's not something we could look forward to in the near future. Hopefully within the next year that's something that we'll get, you know, in the books. But it's just a little disappointing. On a final note, here's the hoping that we get Errol Spence Jr. and Terrence Crawford signed up. There's word on the street that this is going to be something that's confirmed within the next couple weeks, so really looking forward to that being a possibility. Man, I don't want it to delay too, too much longer, but if I had, if I was a betting man, I would say it gets announced during uh, the press conference for Deontay Wilder or, you know, on fight night, to be honest. That's going to be a big fight. A lot of eyes are going to be on that, and just given that they're all under the PBC banner. I'm hoping that the latest we get confirmation is that mid-October date. So we'll see, man. 
obviously that's something that I look forward to. Once that's official, we'll do a whole deep dive into that fight. But uh, until then, here's the hoping, man. As always, thanks for listening to The Bad Promoter. Keep up with us on thebadpromoter.com and uh, keep up with us on social at The Bad Promoter. Let's get it.